Welcome back to another Adam Schefter podcast. In this week, the week of the NFL owners meetings in Palm Beach, Florida, where for the first time in three years, NFL owners, executives, and head coaches will gather to debate NFL rules, some other NFL issues. Usually there's not that much news that comes out of it, but we'll see what this week in Palm Beach brings. On this week's Adam Schefter podcast, we'll be joined by the new wide receiver from the Jacksonville Jaguars, Christian Kirk, who left the Arizona Cardinals to sign a four-year, $72 million contract worth up to $84 million with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Christian Kirk figures to be a top target for the Jaguars quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and he will discuss the free agent process that he went to that led him to Jacksonville. And of course, fitting that we have a wide receiver on this week because all the news has been all about the wide receivers in the NFL. Even though we are now four or five days removed from the big trade, how about Tyreek Hill going from Kansas City to the New York, from Kansas City to the Miami Dolphins in exchange for five picks and the Chiefs free up $20 million worth of salary cap space that they desperately need to upgrade their defense, to sign other players to long-term contract extensions, to make those types of moves. And I think that the Chiefs felt like as much as they didn't want to do this, they had to do this. They look back on the 2019 season, Tyreek Hill got hurt early on, he didn't play, and the offense went on. It kept humming along. And so rather than give him an extension, at the age of 28, the Chiefs took back five draft picks and all that cap space to try to replenish the wide receiver position to upgrade the rest of the roster. And we'll see how that gamble works out while the Miami Dolphins have surrounded Tua Tunga Bailoa with a slew of weapons. You take a look at all the players that Miami has added on the offensive side of the football. Tyree Kill, left tackle Teron Armstead, left guard Connor Williams, Wide receiver Cedric Wilson, running back Chase Edmonds, running back Raheem Mostert, fullback Alec Engold, wide receiver Trent Sherfield, and of course tagging Mike Gesicki and re-signing Durham Smythe. That's a lot of talent that the Dolphins have put around Tua Tungabailoa, and I think that's one of the reasons that the Jets also were interested in Tyreek Hill because they want to surround their young quarterback, Zach Wilson, with an equal amount of young offensive firepower. But in this particular case, the Dolphins went out in large part because of where Miami is located. It's in Florida. It's where Tyreek Hill has an off-season home. It's a no-tax state. His money is worth more there than it would be in New Jersey playing for the Jets. And so we've got a situation here where the Dolphins have really dramatically upgraded their roster and the wide receiver market keeps moving. And think about what the deal for Tyree Kill and Devonta Adams means to some of the other wide receivers who soon will be eligible to sign long-term contract extensions. How much money are the 49ers going to have to give Debo Samuel on a new deal? How much money are the Tennessee Titans going to have to give A.J. Brown on a new deal? How much money are the Seattle Seahawks going to have to give D.K. Metcalf on a new deal and how much money are the Washington commanders 
and it still takes a little bit to get used to saying commanders, but how much money the Washington commander is going to have to give Terry McLaurin to stay in Washington. The wide receiver market has shifted. It has shifted dramatically. And the man that shifted it most of all was Christian Kirk, who will be joining us in a few moments on this podcast. But before we get to Christian Kirk, as we get closer to the NFL draft, me and my producers, Christina Buswell, Sarah Abbott, we've made the decision that we want to look back some draft memories and some draft moments. After years at the NFL draft. And one GM told me this morning he could be the first pick. Shefty has some stories. It's time for Adam's exclusive draft story. And the first one we're going to revisit is from 2018 in the days leading up to the draft. And as I've said many times before, coaches remember plays and reporters remember stories. Just like coaches can recite plays the exact play call, what happens, all the things that unfolded on a certain play. I think reporters can remember that on certain stories. And I remember that morning driving to the airport, LaGuardia Airport, to fly out to Dallas where the draft was being held that year. And I was on the phone with somebody who told me, hey, you need to be aware of the fact that the Cleveland Browns are seriously considering Baker Mayfield at the number one spot. And up until then, Believe it or not, his name really had not been mentioned at number one at all. People were talking about Josh Allen going number one. They were talking about Sam Darnold going number one. There was even some conversation about Josh Rosen going one. But I don't remember anybody mentioning Baker Mayfield potentially going number one. And so this particular individual urged me to consider reporting something on the fact that the Browns were seriously considering Baker Mayfield. And I called another person, verified it, and I filed a story to ESPN as I was pulling into LaGuardia Airport saying that the Browns were strongly considering taking Baker Mayfield with the number one overall pick. He was in the discussion. They had made their decision. We didn't know what the decision was, but that Baker Mayfield was surely, squarely a part of their thinking. Well, I get to the airport. I'm asked to call into Sports Center. I'm asked to call into get up. And I do that. And I even get a text from my father, Jeffrey Schefter, who questions a report that's out in the media about Baker Mayfield going number one. And I said, well, that was my report that they're considering him. And he said, come on, I'll believe that when I see it. Well, lo and behold, I land in Dallas that afternoon and the ESPN producers asked me if I could please call in to the start of NFL Live to deliver the news about Baker Mayfield being in the discussion for the number one overall pick. And as soon as I walked off the plane, I made the call in, and here was what unfolded on air. And, and take a listen to this story. Baker Mayfield has apparently been part of the Cleveland Browns consideration with that top draft pick, number one overall. This is according to a league source to our Adam Schefter. And the former Oklahoma quarterback cannot be ruled out, they say, as a possibility for the number one overall pick. The source said the Browns may have already decided whom they would take at number one, but before that final decision, whenever and if it was made, Mayfield was a factor in that conversation. So with that, we welcome in Adam Schefter on the phone from Dallas, where he's just landed. And I'll ask you, Adam, what more you can add. Well, Wendy, I think John Dorsey, the Browns general manager, has made his decision. It's just that we do not know his decision yet. And I think when he was making that decision, Baker Mayfield, the Oklahoma quarterback, was a square part of his conversation. Now, again, my understanding is that when he was making that decision, that Mayfield was in the final considerations. Now, I don't know whether that means they're going to go ahead 
and take Sam Darnold or go ahead and take Baker Mayfield or go ahead and take Josh Allen. But I do believe that John Dorsey has made his decision, and I do believe that Baker Mayfield has gotten more than his fair share of consideration to become the number one overall choice on Thursday night. And I think what's a little surprising about this is that we have not heard much conversation about Baker Mayfield going number one. We've heard Baker Mayfield as early as the New York Jets at number three. And I think people in New York almost expect that Mayfield is destined to wind up there. And maybe he will. But we do not know right now exactly what Dorsey's pick is going to be. He's told very, very few select people. He may not have even told the owner at this point for all we know. So there are a lot of questions that remain in flux. But I can tell you this, that when they were making that decision, he was in the conversation. Scott McLuhan, who was working the room with him, is a big Baker Mayfield fan. Uh, Scott McLuhan's got a voice there that is respected and recognized. And I think that Scott McLuhan is a big Baker Mayfield fan. So if that's the case, you factor this guy's name into the conversation. And I guess we'll find out on Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, if not before, what ultimately John Dorsey decided to do. Fair enough. Adam, thank you. And, Bill, you know it is also the season for smokescreen and nuance and and obstacles to information, if you will. And (laughs) there's other words that we won't use. But, you know, is that the case here? Or does it even matter? Because Cleveland has the top pick, and they'll they'll choose whom they choose, if you will. Yeah, there are two answers to it. It doesn't matter because Cleveland has the first pick. And secondly, late intelligence is suspect intelligence. That's the way I would look at it, having had to sort through all of these various things. And... John Dorsey operates very much the way New England operates and the way we operated in Indianapolis. Loose lips sink ships. You haven't heard anything from John for three weeks, and you won't until he makes the pick. So the fact that this is coming out late like this mm-hmm. makes I, – I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it a, a, a lot it, of credence. To be honest, it wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't matter. Right, because you, did, you have the scenarios yeah. anyway, so I'm That's sure right. that the Giants said, all right, if the Browns select – this person, we're going with this person. The Browns like this person. We're going They've already person. figured that out. They've already right. figured it out. Yeah, That's to right. your point. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Now, I remember giving my report and listening to Wendy Nix and Bill Polian, who I have great respect and admiration for. Both of them, Bill Polian in the Hall of Fame. Wendy Nix is tremendous on air. And I remember thinking, holy moly, ESPN just asked me to come on. They felt like it was a big story. And both of them basically completely dismissed the story like Jeffrey Schefter did, saying that that could not happen, that Baker Mayfield would not be going to Cleveland, that he would not be in consideration for the number one pick. And lo and behold, two days later, on the night of the draft that took place in Dallas, Texas, at Jerry's World, when the Cleveland Browns made the number one pick, it was Baker Mayfield. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select... Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. As those people told me on the way to the airport, as it came out that week, as it was that people doubted that story. This has happened all through my entire career where, again, the best stories, the most interesting stories are the ones that people don't believe are actually happening. And it goes to show you as we begin to enter into this period With the draft now about a month away, crazy things happen. And sometimes the best stories are the ones that people don't expect. And so when people are saying certain things, sometimes it's worth paying attention. And I hope that my father, Jeffrey, learns from that experience. Maybe Bill and Wendy will as well. 
but that was quite a memorable experience that we had there before the 2018 draft. All right. Our guest on this week's podcast, a man that reset the wide receiver market when he first signed a huge deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars, came in higher than I think people thought it would. But Christian Kirk, the former Arizona Cardinals wide receiver, worthy of the deal in Jacksonville. And Christian joined us recently to talk about what this entire experience has been like for him. Hi, Christian. How are you doing? I'm doing, doing pretty good. Can't complain. First and foremost, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I would be remiss in not asking you this question, right? With Devontae Adams landing his $141.25 million contract <laughs> and with Tyree Kill getting $120 million, any chance you hold out and demand a new contract before we go to training camp, Christian? There's, there might be negative chance that happens. <laughs> there might be negative chance that happens. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for those guys. That's, uh, I mean, that's awesome. You know, what they, a crazy time for wide receivers, right? It's crazy. It is. What's it like for you to sit back and see all this happen? I mean, I love it. You know, for the position and for the game. You know, um, obviously the the cap dictates a lot, and with it going up this year, you know, you kind of have a feeling that you know guys were. Um, you know, going to be able to get these, you know, blockbuster type deals, uh, you know, just with there being more money and they're allowing there to be more money to be allocated in uh, for a position that I believe, you know, dictates the game, uh, you know, in the most impactful way. Uh, it's just good to see guys, uh, you know, get rewarded uh, for all that they do and, um, you know, be able to make you know, life changing money doing what they love. Christian, when free agency started out, what were you expecting to have happen? Um, when, when free agency, agency started out, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I, I was able to, to reach out to some guys and, you know, talk to them, see what their process is like. And, um, you know, some guys are saying it's the team you least expect. And, you know, there's there's, you know, other advice of, you know, do you take less money to, you know, go to this place, a certain situation? Or do you take more money to go to this situation? You know, there's a lot of factors um, uh, that goes into it. And it almost felt like uh, college recruiting again. You know, you have all these options, you know, on the table. And uh, I was blessed enough to have, you know, a, a lot of traction and a lot of teams that were, um, you know, calling about me and uh, that were interested. And, uh, you know, it was just it was it was fun. You know, it was, it was a fun you know experience. And but I, I believe I, I ended up in the best place in Jacksonville uh, for me. And we'll get to Jacksonville in a moment. But take me through that process a little bit. When you have all these options from all these other teams, what were some of the teams that tempted you during that process, Christian? You know, there, there was a handful. Um, you know, I would say, uh, you know, going into uh, the beginning of free agency, you know, it had about you know, a, a dozen, maybe a little less, half a dozen teams, um, you know, that they, they kind of dwindled down the closer it got. But uh, I, I had some pretty good options. And, uh, you know, one was, you know, staying home here in Arizona. Uh, you know, I'm born and raised here right. and, uh, you know, being drafted back here, you know, was, was great. And, you know, one of the best things that ever happened to me and just being able to play for my hometown team was awesome. And, you know, I could have continued, uh, you know, my journey and, and my time here. Uh, but like I said, you know, there was just, uh, you know, some things that I wanted and uh, things that I was looking forward to and, uh, you know, having a fresh start in, in Jacksonville was ultimately, uh, you know, what, what was kind of, pulled me away and, uh, you know, what interests me in, in, in going there. Aside from the money, and the money is big, of course, we all want to be paid for our services. 
What was alluring about Jacksonville for a guy who's never, ever, ever lived on the East Coast before? I think just the opportunity and, you know, all the, the, the foundation that has been, you know, set in place. Um, you know, I, I did, we did play there last year and, uh, you know, I, I liked it. I liked it. And I've, I've always uh, loved Florida, uh, wanted to, to spend more time there. And, you know, just, you know, logistically, you know, seeing what's inside the building, you got Trevor Lawrence and, uh, you know, seeing him and watching him in college and, you know, watch the season that, you know, he had last year, you know, there's so much potential there. And, uh, the ability is not the question, um, but you put the right tools around him and, uh, you know, under underneath a, a great staff, you know, I believe he'll be able to flourish and uh, just really, really liked, you know, Coach Peterson and, you know, his track record and, you know, just being a player's coach, but still, you know, demanding excellence. And, uh, you know, I'm just really excited to, to play under him and, uh, you know, just it, everything about it, you know, to me was just, you know, enticing and, and wanted to is something I wanted to be a part of. Christian, I can remember at various points in my career where I've made significant moves, where I've gone from one newspaper to another, the Rocky Mountain News in Colorado to the Denver Post, where I've gone from the Denver Post NFL Network or NFL Network to ESPN. And I remember all those circumstances so vividly. Like there was one time where essentially I was working in Denver and I was filming sports reporters in New York as an independent guy. And my father, who lived in New York, lives in New York at the time, uh, he was driving me from the studio in New York City to LaGuardia Airport. And I was getting an offer from NFL Network as it was coming in. I'll never forget it. It was like double the money that I was making in the newspaper world. I couldn't believe that my salary would jump like that, that I was going to leave newspapers. That ride to this day is vivid in my mind. What will you always remember about getting a contract that I believe changes your life from Jacksonville and the decision to make that your new home for the foreseeable future? Well, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, um, you know, having to make the same decision uh, in college. You know, I left Arizona and went to College Station, Texas. And uh, everybody was like, how did you end up in Texas, at Texas A&M and College Station, Texas, coming from Phoenix, Arizona? And, you know, it's a total 360 of what I was accustomed to. Um, you know, but I took the chance uh, because I knew that it gave me the best opportunity to be successful and, you know, reach all the dreams and aspirations and goals that I, I had. And it was the same decision for me, you know, here in, in, in free agency. You know, I knew I wanted to make a decision that, you know, for me personally would put me in the best position to be able to keep ascending, you know, in the league as a wide receiver and keep proving myself, um, you know, that I can, you know, be one of the best. And that was important to me. And so, you know, when I looked a little closer into it and, um, you know, Jacksonville became very apparent that there, that's a spot that I can do that. Um, it, it, it was a no brainer for me, but, you know, the day that, you know, I, I got the call from my agent and, you know, I, I was able to hear the numbers and, you know, like you said, it's, it's life-changing uh, just to be able to be with my family in that moment. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something you work for, you know, your, your, your whole entire life. And, you know, the, the fact that it happened um, you know, it was a great, but, you know, I immediately, you know, felt a sense of, you know, motivation to, to keep going. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, the, the second chapter of my journey in the NFL. Right. But is there a moment again, again, when you're sitting there and Zeke Sander, your agent sends you the numbers or you're sitting with family or a girlfriend or whatever it may be that you'll always have imprinted in your mind. 
I don't know. Like I'm, I'm such like a, I'm such a non-emotional person. <laughs> it didn't really change. You know, I, I'm, I don't, I don't go too high or too low. You know, I was sitting here in the same room that I am in now. Just well, right kinda, now. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. You know, I was sitting here and uh, you know, I was, I was keeping track of it, you know, watching TV and just kind of on my computer uh, looking at stuff. And, you know, Zeke gave me the call and uh, you know, I was with my girlfriend and, you know, we were just able to celebrate that moment. Uh, here, here in my little office in, in, my, in my home here in Arizona. There you go. What was the celebration like? Uh, the celebration we didn't, we didn't, we honestly didn't get to celebrate that much, you know, because we <laughs> headed out to we headed out to Jacksonville that week, and there's a lot of moving pieces, looking for houses and whatnot. But we were able to uh, we were able to have some friends over, some close friends of mine that I've grown up with uh, in high school over, and you know, we were able to just have some dinner, have a nice bottle of wine, and just you know, celebrate you making it to that point. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And when you get a contract like that, is there anything that you've always wanted to do for yourself that you now will be able to do? Um, I mean, hopefully travel more. My, my schedule, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't give me a lot of leeway, but, you know, I want to travel more. Uh, I want to get out. I want to see the world. And, you know, I, I believe, you know, that, you know, that amount of money gives you time. You know, it, it can give you time, you know, especially when I'm done playing. Um, but I've honestly I've been sitting back and thinking about that. And, you know, the more I, I, I think like, oh, maybe I want this. I want that. You know, I'm, I'm pretty conservative. So uh, I just I, I'm going to just let it, uh, you know, play its role, you know, see what time will tell. And then hopefully someone will come along where I'll be able to splurge a little bit. And where, where do we want to travel to? Give me some destinations that in time you'd like to go visit. Right now, number one on my list is Italy. Uh, I want to go to Italy. You know, I want to go down to Lake Como. I want to go down to the Amalfi Coast. And I want to spend some time over there. I'm a big Formula One fan, so I would love to go to Monaco and uh, see the Grand Prix and uh, just just go over there and, and, and just kind of submerge myself into the culture. But that's number one on my list right now. Have you been before? I have not been before. I haven't oh. been anywhere in Europe yet. Let me say this. As somebody who used to travel, <laughs> I don't travel anymore. But back when I was a single guy, before wife, before kids, before dogs, before the job <laughs> became what it is, yeah. 
I went to Italy a couple of times. And once you go there and start eating the food, you wonder how it is that we eat what we eat in this country because oh, it is so heard. incredible. Yeah, I've heard it's amazing. Second to none. Oh, and you know what? You're set up. You got to go now. You got to go. You got you to take a week this spring, summer, before camp starts, after training's complete, and treat yourself. Treat your girl. You got to go do that, Christian. Hey, you, you, you said you said the word. So now now I'm going to go make it happen. I, I don't I don't I don't I won't feel this bad going over there. So I'm, I'm going to do it now. Now, just make sure everything's safe with the world, with everything going yeah, on. But absolutely. Like, God, I would invite myself to go along with you if I if I travel. But I, hey, I don't do that. Anymore. You're, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. <laughs> now, have you had any contact with Trevor Lawrence since you signed the deal? And what, what did he say to you and what did you say to him? Yeah, you know, he uh, he reached out to me, you know, right after uh, the news broke and, you know, he was just, you know, super ecstatic and, you know, just kind of portrayed that he's ready to get to work. And, you know, I was able to see him uh, when I went down and signed my contract last week and we were able to spend some time together and, uh, you know, just just talking about, you know, what what's there in Jacksonville and, you know, the potential and, you know, just just the envisionment of, you know, where we're able to take this thing. And uh, you could just see that, you know, he's he's hungry, he's ready to grow. And, uh, you know, he's just a, a, a team guy and, uh, you know, a leader. And I, I can see that in him. So, um, you know, just definitely looking forward to, you know, number one, getting on the field with them and, uh, you know, start working out some timing and tendencies and, you know, get, start building that relationship. And any contact with Kyler since you left Arizona or the Cardinals to go to Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we FaceTimed a couple of days after and, you know, he was, uh, you know, obviously sad to see me go, but, you know, super happy for me. And, uh, you know, we're, we've been boys for a long time and we'll continue to be boys. And, you know, I'll, I'll always be, you know, cheering him uh, him on and, you know, vice versa, you know, for me. So, yeah, we, we were able to, to, to talk. Well, you guys competed against each other in high school or played together. What was it in high school? Uh, so we didn't play against each other, uh, you know, because he was a Texas guy. But, you know, along that whole camp circuit and, you know, visits to colleges and whatnot, you know, we had always tried to, you know, sync it up. So we went to our visits at the same time. And, you know, at the camps, you know, he would always be thrown to me and whatnot. And we just kind of built that natural relationship. And uh, we obviously both went to Texas A&M together our freshman year, you know, before he transferred over to Oklahoma. So. Yeah, we've had a we've had a, a long lasting relationship and, you know, it's crazy, you know, him getting drafted to Arizona, you know, while I'm there just, you know, shows how full circle football is. But it was it was really cool to, you know, be able to play with him again, you know, at the highest level. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And what will stand out to you when you think back on your time with the Cardinals? 
Honestly, just the relationships that I made, you know, within that locker room, you know, Arizona was able to bring some of the best men that I've met uh, in my whole entire life into that locker room and, you know, build relationships for a lifetime. Uh, I got to play with my mentor and idol, Larry Fitzgerald, and who is now a big, big brother to me and, uh, you know, a friendship that I cherish and, you know, guys like Chase Edmonds and Trent Sherfield and AJ Green and the list goes on, you know, of guys uh, you know, that I just came into that locker room and, you know, we've been able to, you know, just build, you know, so many great relationships and, you know, be able to look back and, you know, say that I was able to go to battle with those guys on Sunday. Uh, it's just a blessing and one thing that I always cherish. Of all the players I've known, Larry is one of the best men that I've ever encountered in the National Football League. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, Everything you see is what you get, you know, whether you've never had an interaction with him and, you know, you hear a lot about him, which most people do. Uh, he's the same way in person, uh, just down to earth and caring and uh, just wants to help people, uh, you know, for us on the field and and off the field. Uh, but, you know, he's definitely, you know, one of the, the more special people that I've uh, come across. And like I said, just, uh, you know, really cherish, you know, our relationship. And he's a very savvy businessman. Did he give you any advice now that you've entered a new financial stratosphere about how to handle your money, Christian? Yeah, we've had some we've had some brief discussions uh, recently, and but he's been having discussions with me like this uh, since I got into Arizona. So he's he's like my little cheat code. Uh, I can't share too much of strategically what we got going on, but uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's one of a kind when it comes to you know being a businessman and being able to maximize what you can do off the field. So we're going to be smart and safe with our money here, right? Like very careful. We're going to, we're going to be very strategic. You know, we want, we want this to turn into generational wealth. That's how it should be. That's exactly how it should be. And when we talk about that generational wealth, what was interesting to me also is that during free agency, you were the first wide receiver, unrestricted free agent wide receiver who goes and changes teams and lands the contract that you do. And it almost became a measuring stick for some of the other wide receivers who are out there who are seeking Christian Kirk money. Did you hear that conversation at all? And what was it like to hear that? Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my social media gets blown up every time another wide receiver uh, signs a contract, you know, especially with Devontae and, Ty and Tyree getting, uh, you know, their, their contracts. Uh, you know, it's a blessing. You know, I, I, you know, going into last year, you know, I had a lot of com competition in our room and, you know, I knew I was going to be a free agent and, you know, I knew I had to perform to be able to set myself up to, you know, be able to have this opportunity and, and be able to be in this position. And so the fact that it worked out the way it did and, um, you know, you fast forward to free agency and, you know, almost you know, pretty much reset the, the wide receiver market, uh, you know, it feels good because now guys, um, you know, that are either younger or are up for a new deal or up for an extension, you know, it, it just raises the, the, the floor for them and they can go and they can change their lives too. And so if I can be, you know, a small part of, you know, changing the game in that way, especially for the wide receiver position, uh, then I'm all for it. Well, I want to thank you very much for the time today. I truly appreciate you being the player that you are and the person that you are. I want to thank you for taking the time last season to become my daughter Dylan's first interview on Slime Time. That was big yeah. time. That was big no. time, Christian. That might have been bigger than the contract, to be perfectly frank. Oh, most definitely. I, it, she gave she gives you a run for your money. She's pretty talented, and, <laughs> and it was definitely it was definitely one of the one of my favorite interviews that I've done. So she's got a really bright future. She's she's clearly the top Schefter interviewer in the family. <laughs> and there is the new Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver.
Christian Kirk, the man that possesses the contract that a lot of free agent wide receivers sought after this offseason, didn't quite get. But Christian Kirk crushed it on the open market, and big things are expected of him in Jacksonville. All right, we're down in Palm Beach, Florida this week for the NFL owners meetings. We are at the Breakers Hotel where the NFL is hosting its first owners meetings in three years. And it is hard to go back to the Breakers and not think of a encounter that I had there one time with the late, great former Raiders owner, Al Davis. Now, I covered the Denver Broncos for a long time. And there were a couple of times where I reported things on his team that I don't think he particularly cared for. And people thought that Al didn't like me. And maybe he didn't like me. It's very possible he didn't. But I will tell you that when I ran into him at the owners' meetings one year at the Breakers, he took me under his wing. He said, come on, Adam, I want to show you something. And he began walking me through the halls of the Breakers. We got on the elevator together. He takes me up to his hotel room and says, I want to show you something. And I said, what's that, Mr. Davis? And he opens up the door to an adjoining room to his hotel room at the breakers and in the adjoining room he had a full weight room set up for him to lift weights while he was staying at the nfl owners meetings and mr davis was very proud of this collection of weights and very proud of the fact that he got to work out each day in the privacy of his adjoining hotel room and he was very proud to show that off to me that particular day and it always stayed with me that we were able to spend some time together going to his adjoining hotel room to see this weight room. I'm imagining that there are not many owners at this week's meetings that have a weight room set up next to their hotel room in the breakers. But that was one of the things, one of the many things that made the late great Al Davis unique. He always did things that you didn't expect. He was always a man of great mystery and great intrigue. And that is a perfect example and something that I always think of every time I go back to the breakers, which is where this week's NFL owners meetings are this week. And as for this week's meetings and where we're at in the NFL, hopefully the craziness of the past few weeks that have included multiple trades of multiple Pro Bowl players on an almost daily basis in a stretch that the NFL never has experienced before is quieting down. But every time we think it's quieting down, it ramps right back up again with another big move. It should be quiet at the owners' meetings this week, though you never know, as we've come to see. And we will see what's ahead in the next few weeks as we lead up to the April 28th, 29th, and 30th draft in Las Vegas. I want to thank my guest today, the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, Christian Kirk. I want to thank my producers, Christina Buswell, Sarah Abbott, for putting this together today. And I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to another Adam Schefter podcast. Please join us again next week. When we'll be back from Palm Beach, back from the owners' meetings, and on to whatever is new and next in the National Football League. Until then, have a great week, everybody. Be well and stay safe.